Smut cast. Oh my god, I hope our levels are better this time. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I've noticed when editing, and it's something I'm not skilled enough to do in my editing software, even though I run this program, like I run this podcast through two different programs. So if you guys ever want a transcript, I can give you a very shoddily <laughs> put together transcript as well, because the other program I use is a transcript editor. You think I'd be better at this, but I'm not. <laughs> so I don't know how to adjust Marie's audios after the fact. And somebody out there is like probably screaming at their phone because i assume you listen to this on your phone because that's where i listen to this. <laughs> that oh no you just do this yeah i know probably but i don't i can't be bothered okay yeah. well and you adjusted the levels so maybe mm. this is you know yeah hopefully this works. you learned because i adjusted the levels on my soundboard i'm just a naturally loud talker and marie is a soft talker so yeah it's how i get people to stand closer to me Mm-hmm. It's really not working for her in COVID times, though. No, people no. People are like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know why. Sometimes I have a really, this is a weird COVID side track, but sometimes I have a weird time, like, focusing when I'm wearing a mask. Like, I can't, like, people mm. are talking to me, and I'm just like, sorry, I'm wearing a mask. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> or is it like is it like kind of because you don't have also you can't be looking at their mouth or yeah. like their facial expressions as much yeah so I'm maybe just like, so it's just kind of like the none of this is gonna register <laughs> yeah, i don't know what why. that was and i'm just like uh-huh wait what did you just say <laughs> like i know i just agreed with something but what did you just say no idea what you just said i did that in the before times and then when I want to hear somebody better, I like motion to like take off my mask. And I'm like, wait, that has no <laughs> bearing on whether I can hear you or not. It must be like the same part of the brain that has you turn down the music in your car when you're trying to find something. Yeah. I, well, I think that's just distraction wise. Yeah. I'm trying to make my mic not. Technical problem. Okay. No, still. It's got a little got a little lean to it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about my shitty editing skills or my inability to hear while wearing a mask. <laughs> we're here to talk about smut. We're here to talk about smut books of no nutritional value. And because there was great demand, not from you guys, but from us. Mm. <laughs> we are reading the second Flowers in the Attic book or the second the, book in the Dollinger series. Yeah, Dollinger. Dollinger? I say Dollinger. But I say Do things See, weird. See, like, Dollinger sounds better, but I could have sworn when we watched the shitty Lifetime... No, it wasn't Lifetime, but the shitty 80s movie, uh -huh. they say Dollinger. I don't know. Dollinger. Dollinger. I like yeah. how that sounds better. And yeah. so, since I'm the one talking right now... We'll go with I that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's called Petals on the Wind. Because, you know, they were like flowers in the attic and then they got out of the attic and now they're like petals on wind. the wind <laughs> they're real subtle so we read part one i don't know what vc andrews has against chapter numbers it's just something she yeah. hates apparently i have no idea i'm just like why though so and now it's even worse because it's not even like a chapter ends and then there's uh -huh. like either a, a page break or a whole blank page it's just like oh no we're gonna start at least like with this book that we're using yeah, it's like, oh we're we just have. gonna start the next chapter same page i mean as somebody who likes books i also like the structure of yeah. books and i do not like that structure yeah it is poor 
It's a design flaw, to be sure. It really is. Bad. Anyway, I guess I interrupted. Were you just going to say that we're doing part, part one? Part one, yes. And then we'll do part two, part three and four, and then part five. Part one was really short. So we might talk about this shitty-ass 1980s version of Flowers in the Attic we uh-huh. watched because the Lifetime one isn't free on the Lifetime app anymore. <laughs> so fuck that shit. Yeah. And uh, the 80s version is free streaming on Amazon Prime. So I have Amazon Prime, so we watched it. But I think they made Petals and... Oh, Petals on the Wind. A movie as well. Ooh. The same lifetime. I think it had the same, might have had the same cast. Interesting. Okay. We not, might have to watch it. Not the 80s version. Oh, but like the, modern, the new, new, new the one. The new oh, one, yeah. Because okay. I also got, so we'll probably read the next book in the series, which is, will there be thorns or there will be thorns or there's something, something with thorns. About thorns. Something about thorns. <laughs> and that one has a little, because I got the paperback version and it has a little sticker that says, now a lifetime movie oh okay so, so it's it's a fair assumption that there's gonna be a pedals on the wind movie to yeah be sure. so let's let's break it into pedals on the wind we're gonna do a quick casting couch casting mm-hmm. you don't know what our casting is it's flowers in the attic casting yeah. <laughs> we're just continuing we're with just that. continuing it on there are two new main characters in this so it's gonna be uh, dr paul and uh-huh. henny and i don't have my phone with me and I didn't take any notes, so this is all on you, buddy. Shit, I didn't do it either. I no. actually wanted two different ideas of casting. And okay, this is this is gonna get a little racial. So because of the way VC Andrews writes characters, she has a, the mammy complex in her. Yeah. Where she likes to have a caring older black woman right or in the story at the very least i feel like the like the black best friend trope yeah yeah, probably more likely like almost like a mammy archetype yes so in casting you could either go with the original sort of okay henny is a black woman and then dr paul is a white guy but in my dream casting i'm having henny as she's from the help terrible stereotype yeah and that's why i feel bad for casting it this way but But is it worse than just ignoring it and sidestepping it i don't know octavia spencer octavia spencer okay so i would have her as henny and then as dr paul i would do uh let me get his name because i know i'm gonna mess it up The suspense is killing me. No, I don't want. I don't want the. I want the movie, not the musical. Okay, I guess I can say like my casting choice. I don't know his name, and I feel like he's way too old for the part. But I always I envision the guy. He plays the warden in Shawshank Redemption, and it's probably because we started talking about the Shawshank Redemption right before I started reading this book. I have no idea who you're talking about, but I was thinking like to mix it up a little bit, we would do, I cannot say his name. What? He's so great though. Yeah, he's so good. Like this movie would deserve somebody shitty, but I want to cast this man. What is shit? Shit would tell. Shit would tell. Edit a four? Yeah. Shit. 
Damn You'll it. Know him. Sorry about, I can't pronounce things. Because, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know it either, but yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he's in Kinky Boots, and then he was also in Serenity, like mm-hmm. the Firefly movie, right, as the operative. 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. I mean, again, he would never accept this part, and I would never want him to, but. Right, but yeah, like, probably, like, in the interest of kind of, like, if it, if it's our movie and we yeah. get to decide. We get to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for now, I guess, like, I don't know how this turns out. Yeah. So it's like, would I want to take an actor who I think is amazing and like genuinely good and like put him in a role where I guess movie? we'll we'll see like where it goes. But like, there's like a certain vibe to Dr. Paul that it, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. He does give a creeper vibe. So now I don't know because I do love him. Maybe we can revisit Not this. Not Dr. Paul. We can revisit it next episode. Maybe I mean, he's a doctor. So maybe I do love him. All mm-hmm. right. So Petals on the Wind. If you guys aren't familiar with what happened in Fires in the Attic, quick recap. Kids lived in the attic for three years. Mom was poisoning them. Turns out mom didn't want them because she wanted to inherit all her father's money. Kids found out about this and escaped. And that's where we like pick up with the story. The kids mm-hmm. running away from Foxworth Hall. So they're on a bus because, you know, bus travel is cheap. Right. And I think this is like... 1960 now yeah they actually <laughs> say the date at the beginning yeah I what and was. i just remember like thinking well okay and honestly i feel like chris's hair is probably too long for the time period the but prince valiant yeah the prince valiant <laughs> but she said it was like shoulder length yeah. it was like for 1960 like i don't know if well he's a dirty hippie marine yeah i get but i feel like for even 1960 i mean and in the south yeah but, but what's more sus like some clean cut all American teenage boy traveling around or some dirty hippie. No one ex- uh. suspects the dirty hippie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess I had to be there. Yeah, you had to be there with Chris and Kathy on the bus. And his and terrible Carrie. haircut. Yeah, so they're all on the bus. They're headed to Florida because they have this dumbass plan of becoming circus performers in Florida because, you know, kids yeah <laughs> like their children they're let's children. not be too let's, harsh uh, i guess so carrie the twin who's eight so the arsenic that their mother was feeding them really like got her good mm-hmm. <laughs> so she just starts puking everywhere like puking up a storm yeah. and like there's one thing i i've never been on a public bus like that i mean i've been on public buses but never like a not like a greyhound or not anything. a greyhound yeah because i'm that privileged Actually, we just yeah. don't have a lot of bus no. travel where we're at. Cheaper to like get that one with it takes Allegiant so long. Air. Allegiant Air is usually yeah. cheaper. You know, know the one where you like pedal yourself and then the wings flap because that's how <laughs> little Allegiant Air does to you, yeah. for you. But I don't know. Can't say I've Can't experienced say. that myself. But yeah, so so everybody's on the bus is like, dude, do something. <laughs> <laughs> like i didn't pay good money yeah to travel in a A bus with a confested bus but like okay so just spitball in here a lot of people get car sick Mm -hmm. a bus is a giant car i imagine that people puking on a greyhound bus isn't like a new thing right or i mean it's like we i've been on like several plane trips i feel like where someone has thrown up and it just stinks up the whole plane was I surprised? You, no. You don't like... And also, she's an eight-year-old child right? who looks <laughs> emaciated and like five. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be there like, mm, get that girl off the bus. It's puke everywhere. I'd be like, right. does she need a seltzer? <laughs> like, how can I help her? Can I get her a seven up? Well, and I wonder if like, it's also like the time period because we're pampered millennials and we have people who like gave a shit, I guess, where I feel like this is like, you know, well, then Bo- why they're boomer was children and they're surrounded by like the greatest generation or well, like the silent generation. Why did anybody go over there and like give her a shot of brandy and say this will fix her up? Because that was their solution to a lot of things. Or it was probably just like, yeah, just keep it in. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Carrie's puking up a storm and Kathy and Chris are just like, we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. She puked in like a camera bag. They're like, we can't. You can't do anything. Once right. you start puking, you can't stop puking. Mm-hmm. It's a Pandora's box, puke is. like. And then I think like at some point she goes into shock. Yeah, so she's like, freak- Carrie's freaking out and she like passes out. But thankfully, thankfully there's this older African-American woman who is very friendly looking because that's, that's the trope, ain't it? And she kind of... Walks down the aisle, which everybody, nobody's afraid of walking. I didn't know you could walk all over buses. I guess it's not a taboo. Mm-hmm. So she gets up and she walks to them and she like hands, Car- not Carrie, Kathy, some stuff to help clean up Carrie. Right. And I think she had like a paper bag or yeah. something. So they and didn't she's have like, to like. Doing this yeah. all with hand gestures and stuff. So Carrie, Kathy's like, great. Some weirdo is helping us. But then we find out that the older woman actually is dumb, not in the the like what we call dumb, yeah. but like the like she can't she speak. can't speak. She just has something. I think that's the, still the technical term for it, isn't it? I have no idea. That feels like it's politically incorrect. You done that? But... I think that's like I don't know. Yeah. I just her of death and death. She can hear. And dumb. She can but, hear, but she yeah. can't speak for some reason. We. I don't think we'll ever find out why. She just can't speak. So she gets out a little, like, note paper that she has hanging mm-hmm. around her neck. And she, like, writes a note to Carrie. And she's like, listen, I know a doctor. She calls him Dr. Son. We'll get him. We'll get your, your whatever. Your mm-hmm. little one there. So she goes to the bus driver with Carrie and then they kind of convince the bus driver like hey we'll sue you if you if uh, if Carrie (laughs) dies so So you better you better like go off route and take her to this hospital or you know this doctor's office or whatever yeah don't let her die let's take her somewhere I guess so they stop and it's sorry he's chopping chopping (laughs) my my boyfriend person is making a dinner downstairs and he's like I don't like saying the word fiance, okay? So he's making um he's making something. He's for probably dinner. chopping some herbs. Yeah, and he's chopping them real good because we could hear him upstairs. Yeah, it sounded like someone knocking. Uh-huh. But anyway. Okay. Anyway, so it's like it's they're in North Carolina, I think. I think so. And so it's like a North Carolinan small town family doctor that has like their practice in their house. Which I don't know if you've ever experienced. I have. I haven't. Uh, there's when I was living in the other town I used to live in, not the one we both lived in, uh-huh. but I, I used to live somewhere else. Our doctor, our we had a family doctor where we would just like go to this big old white house, hmm. and he had like a screened-in front porch. I was like five, so I barely remember. Yeah. It, but yeah, so huh. 
like small town doctor in style. Mm-hmm. And so there's just some dude sleeping on the front porch and we find out her name's Henny. And so Henny just like goes up and is just like motioning to be like, you wake him up. And then she's <laughs> like, I'll make you guys dinner. And so she like goes into the house and Chris and Kathy are like, I guess we'll wake him up. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Henny. <laughs> yeah. So they like, <laughs> nudge him awake and he he wakes up and he's like what the fuck is going on because he sees kathy who he checks the fuck out like he like does a long drink Uh like mm -hmm. she's 16 guys no i don't i think she's like 15 15, yeah at this point and then she sees like passed out carrie in chris's arms and chris and he's like what the fuck is going on here so he's like get the passed out one into my my office we'll figure something out so Mm -hmm. he like examines carrie and he's like she's not great yeah it was like i think he goes into the thing about like yeah like she needs to go to the hospital Uh so we can run all the tests and so i can figure out what's wrong it's probably going to be about like a whole week yeah of her being there and chris was like so what if we tell you we know what's wrong with her right (laughs) because you can just talk to her now that's like all of our money Uh (laughs) and so chris is like hey she may or may not have eaten arsenic slowly over the last nine months Mm -hmm. by accident and then the doctor dr paul's like "Uh uh-huh and and kathy's like it's like fuck this fuck stop this protecting shit. her mom yeah. i'm gonna tell him like well or i guess like she's still in her mind she's like i'll protect her as much as i can mm-hmm. but like fuck this like he needs to know the truth yeah. because he's a doctor and he's treating her sister so i will tell him everything so she goes into the like the whole story except they don't tell they don't talk about Corey in the story but right that because they wanted to like i don't know protect the mother more Possibly, yeah. I guess I could see that as, like, inviting more scrutiny and complicating things. So Dr. Paul's like, okay, you guys stay here while your sister gets better because it's not going to be an overnight thing and you guys are all malnourished as fuck anyway. Like, he examines everybody and he's like, you're anemic, you're anemic, you're anemic. (laughs) Y'all have arsenic poisoning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to need to, like, keep an eye on you for a while because... You don't know one of the side effects of arsenic poisoning is like organ failure. And if you are prolonged exposure to arsenic, you can suffer permanent organ damage. So he was like, I need to take these, run these tests on Carrie. I need to run tests on you guys. Just stay with me. It'll be fine. And Chris is like, fine, but we'll pay you back somehow. We're not going to stay for very long because we're going to be acrobats. (laughs) But yeah, I think they like come to the agreement that like I think Chris would help take care of the grounds. Yeah, because Chris yeah, it's like, it's like a big it's like a yeah. big house estate kind of yeah. deal. And then he's like, you know, and Kathy, can you cook? And I like I just remember her being really offended. Yeah. Like, how dare but, you ask if I can cook? But then she was also like, yeah, I guess I can learn. Yeah, I was cook. like, I'll learn. But uh-huh. I mean, I guess maybe I could see that it almost is like kind of like, how the fuck do you think I would learn to cook when I just mm-hmm. told you I've been locked up in an attic for the last three years? But so she agrees. She's like, yeah, I'll do anything you want me to just to make sure Carrie's OK. Mm-hmm. So 
they they do that. They go on living together for a while, like a week or two passes. And then one night Chris is like, you know what? We gotta go. We gotta leave. We're staying too long. We're overstaying our welcome. We have to go. And so Kathy's like, I guess. But we should offer him the chance to say no. Right. Or I think like Chris turned it into like this weird like head game test kind of thing. Uh, Like if he doesn't protest, then he doesn't want to. Yeah. So it's like we're going to tell him that we're going to leave. And if he says, like if he tries to argue with us. Every woman in a romance novel ever. Yeah. If he doesn't protest, he doesn't want me. Uh huh. So they they start saying, oh, Dr. Paul, it's time we get going. And Dr. Paul's like, why, though? My wife's dead. My son's dead. I could use a built-in family. You're here. I'm here. Like, hey, Chris, you want to be a doctor? I can help you out with that. And so they're basically like, "Eh, maybe, I guess. And then he's like, listen, I've got the monies. I talked to a lawyer. These are the steps to make you guys my wards. Mm-hmm. It's super easy because you claim your orphans and they're like, yeah, orphans. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I know your mom's alive, but we'll send her some paperwork. If she doesn't show up at the court date, you're mine. And so they agree with it. Next thing comes the court date. She doesn't show up because their mom's a piece of shit. Yeah. What a surprise. Uh-huh. And uh, Dr. Paul becomes their guardian and then they're all happy and of course now that he's their legal guardian they can go to school again so he needs to get them outfits for school Mm -hmm. so they go shopping yay everybody goes shopping shopping montage Uh, kathy finally gets a bra kathy finally gets makeup chris doesn't get anything special because he's a boy and I think she mentions that something about they all go to like the salon. Yeah, and get their hair did and uh-huh. such. And then Carrie tries to get clothes, but she's so small for her age that nothing that she wants to wear like is in her size. And all that the salespeople are offering her are like pastels, pastels and baby clothes. So she has a freak out in the middle of the store. And then Dr. Paul, this bitch is just <laughs> like, it's okay. Kathy can make your clothes. And Kathy's like, Kathy can do what now? Right. He's like, um, excuse me, uh-huh. baking powder. Oh, no, there's like, and then she can save me a load of money and sew her own clothes. And then Kathy's like, I didn't sign up for that. Right? That wasn't like. Nobody asked no. me at any point yeah. in time if this was okay. But if it'll get Carrie to shut up in the middle of a department store. Fine. Right. Okay. So that. And that's the end of part one is like mm-hmm. they're done shopping. So I what I didn't quite go over in my summary was all the inappropriate Dr. Paul. looks. Yeah. The Dr. Paul creepiness. Yeah. Dr. Paul loves to do lingering looks on Kathy and do some like resting on the bosom looks. It, I don't think it says in the book, but it's implied. Yeah. It's which implied. I, which I'll, I don't get because she is a 15 year old girl who had been poisoned with arsenic for nine months of her developing life. Mm -hmm. She should be nothing. She should be like just wafer thin. A waif. Yeah. She shouldn't have hips. She shouldn't have even, I don't, I don't understand how she got her period to be honest, because there's no way she made weight. (laughs) Ooh. And then another thing. So he like in examining her, Mm -hmm. which I, I think it said that, you know, there was at least a nurse present, but like he's asking about her periods and she's like, Oh, like, I feel like it's important to note that. I think there was something 
like she mentioned like oh yeah i haven't gotten my period in a couple months mm. so i guess i mean it's a little Marie's early for prediction. prediction time i don't know if that means she's pregnant hopefully not because i think it does make sense that like she was malnourished she was being poisoned uh-huh it makes sense that she wouldn't necessarily be regular yeah i mean there's Again, I don't think she should have even started that because she's malnourished. Yeah. She's really anemic, like badly anemic. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, how? I guess life finds a way, Marie. <laughs> life always finds uh-huh. a way. So there was a lot yeah. of that. And there were two, count them, two inappropriate <laughs> brother-sister moments. Because uh-huh. I think it was like the first night that they were in the house. And it, like I can see like, you know, just being like, if you're probably like stuck in a room with uh-huh. someone... That you're like close to and you care about for like three solid years. Yeah. And suddenly being like, oh no, you guys can be separate now. Like I can see mentally that being hard. Yeah. So they were um, like, oh, I don't want to let you go. And like, I, did she sneak into his room that night? Yeah. yeah. She like snuck into his room and I think like climbed into his bed and she it was just kind of like, I'm just scared. So just hold me. Yeah. But they end up making out. Which is, but I mean, on her part, fair because it's scary. You're in mm-hmm. the new house with creepy Strange Dr. Paul. people. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that what i don't get is the second time where she's out on her balcony he's out on his balcony and they like make the eyes at one another oh was that a thing maybe i wasn't reading closely enough or i feel like there was like a storm or something happening right the storm i think was on the first night and then the next night then like after they Uh go shopping chris is just like it was definitely after that Chris is just like, hey, suck. Or I think he had been like calling to her from down the yeah. hall. So she like went to go check on him or something. And so he they get they get some cuddle time in bed again. Mm-hmm. It's just like stop making out with your sister. No, and I think like it's like the same thing, like the like the ghostwriter did a damn good job for the Ruby series because uh-huh. I feel like this exact thing happened. Because was it in Ruby, they were like half siblings. Yes. And like, but so, and they end up hooking up. Sorry, spoiler alert. Don't um, read Ruby. I mean, Ruby wasn't bad. No. Almost verbatim. Mm-hmm. There was that thing where he's like, there's never going to be anyone else for me. You'll always be mine, Kathy. And she's like, no, you're my fucking you're brother. You're my like, brother. It's gross. <laughs> we're going like, to go our separate ways. We're going to force ourselves uh-huh. to love other people so we can feel clean again. I think she says something along those lines. At some point, I can't remember if it was like the first or the second time uh-huh. that this happened. But yeah. So clearly some shady stuff is going on in this house. Mm-hmm. So I think predictions, I can't say anything because I've read this book already. Okay, so I definitely predict dr paul getting creepier yeah i'm hoping that kathy isn't pregnant but i feel like that could be a possibility i'm gonna say everything's really fuzzy in my mind so yeah. i'm just like eh, oh okay it was- <laughs> like for for like the sake of the sanctity of predictions uh-huh. you can't make one i guess even if you are kind of fuzzy on the yeah details. i'm pretty fuzzy on the details yeah i don't know what's gonna happen with carrie I like right I mean, now. I, don't I don't know. I want to give you a spoiler, but spoiler, it ain't much. Yeah, the, the well, heroes, the, the heroes, the protagonists of the story mm-hmm. are Kathy. The right. protagonist is very much Kathy. I see Carrie as kind of like not like an impediment per se. Mm-hmm. It's like something that Kathy has. She can't just leave freely her. leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like it's something that Kathy has to consider and kind of structure her life around somewhat. Oh, you'll see. It gets juicy. Oh, and then, well, I guess I'm assuming at some point the mom has to come back into play. 
Maybe. We'll see. Maybe not. I guess we'll see. So that's all we have for Petals on the Wind. We, I think we want to do a quick, very quick review. Quick, 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 quick review of The Flowers in the Attic 1984, I believe was the year mm-hmm. it was originally filmed. Uh, version it has as the main as Kathy it is something I'm looking up right now I just remember she played Buffy in the original Buffy yes. the Vampire Slayer movie shit yeah her name escapes me she same has controversial views on politics uh-huh same well, controversial by our standards and same but with like the grandmother don't know her name she played Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's uh-huh. Nest so, oh, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Is okay. Kathy in this. And then Louise Felcher. Yeah. Who played Nurse Ratchet is the grandmother. And then everybody else doesn't matter because no. they are not famous anymore. Sorry, guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry? I don't know. Yeah, sorry, you, sorry you're not more famous. Uh-huh. So my main critique of the movie Mm -hmm. is that they did not build up the mother enough no like they didn't really like characterize the mother at all so you're just thinking she's just some lady like yeah which i mean in the book you get more of a there's like definitely what i mean it makes sense just because of time constraints but i think there's definitely that like gradual transformation of her being like more and more distant but I guess like you do get those hints of her being really materialistic and kind of self-serving. But not very large hints. No. I don't think that they're as obvious. Like I want to be beaten over the head with her shitty attitude, but I'm not in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel like because of the way they filmed it, the time seemed really short. Like they didn't do like two hours later or anything like that. Right. It just seemed like it was... It was really quick. It felt like, yeah, like the way that it was, it felt like it could have technically been less than a year. Yeah. And like, you know, everybody was cast the same role the whole time. So you didn't see the kids age or develop at all. No. And they, yeah, they were all older when they went into the attic. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that they don't really do or mention, which I mean, you should be grateful for because it's gross. Yeah. Uh, is the brother-sister love. There's not a lot of that. You can tell that they're, like, close, but not super close. Like, right. Chris checks Kathy out, like, once. Right, yeah. She's, like, stretching at the mm-hmm. ballet bar, and that's it. And I feel like in the book, there's a lot more, like, sideways glances from the both of them. Uh-huh. Whereas- yeah, where it's like... Oh, hey, like his pants are kind of low and I could kind of see that the hair down there is a little different from the hair on top of his head. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of situation where in the movie, it's just a pervy glance from Chris. And And that was it. (laughs) Chris bathed her that one time. Oh, right. Yeah. Like I feel like necessary. No, and then yeah, she's like oddly kind of like sensual about it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. That was weird. And then the big, the big spoiler, the big part I don't like is the end. Yeah, the end is bullshit in the movie. It feels like fan fiction. Yeah, because so if you remember the flowers in the attic end that you guys all read, obviously because it's your favorite book in the world, they just run away. They just leave in the middle of the night. Nobody knows they leave. They just they bounce Mm -hmm. in the movie. They decide that the mom is going to marry Bart. And during mom Bart wedding, 
the kids show up and are like, look what you did to us. Right. It's we like are this your whole, children. Yeah, it's like a whole spectacle uh-huh. kind of thing. And then like Kathy is the queen of rage. So she's like, you know, yelling at her and she eventually ends up on a balcony and she's yelling at her mom some more. And they, they she does the thing where she like falls off the ballast, the balcony. Sorry, not the ballast. And ends up hanging herself with her veil. And that's the end. I'm just like, really? Kathy's all about that long con. <laughs> Don't do my Kathy. Uh-huh. Don't do my Kathy's. Don't sell her short. Like, are you saying, so like if Kathy w- like was a real person, she'd probably be like, yeah, I'm against the death penalty because I think these people should suffer yeah. in jail for a lifetime. Yeah, I think I should make them suffer in jail for a lifetime because mm-hmm. that's how she feels towards her mother. And the book really, really portrays that as kathy's character i I feel like the the movie doesn't as much right what and i think i guess in a way yeah it kind of like cheapens it a little bit that like you know just like oh good she's dead now like it i don't know i think it's definitely more sensational Mm -hmm. more dramatic and maybe it's kind of the it's the ending that maybe we wanted but not the ending we needed and nor is it the ending any like kathy deserved and yeah. it, it's not it's also not the ending the mom deserved because I, I'm one of those people who likes long torturous deaths. She kept her kids locked in an attic for three years. Mm-hmm. Just getting hung on her wedding day doesn't seem right. like enough. There was, for me. Yeah, like not not yeah. enough suffering or she like having one to of grapple her own kids. That's yeah. fucked up. She poisoned the other three. Also mm-hmm. fucked up. She Which was I think on killing yeah. the other three, and I feel like that was a thing like relatively early on yeah. in the movie. So it was kind of almost like they get there and immediately they get like the these like powdered donut mm-hmm. cookie things, and then only then is there like this big reveal that like oh it's the mother putting the arsenic on the cookies. Yeah, so it wasn't much, and like the groundskeeper knew about them. The uh-huh. butler, like everybody in that fucking house in the movie knows about the kids in the attic, and I'm just like. At what point, like, as as a groundskeeper, I would be digging three graves, which they make him dig four graves. Right. They show <laughs> the like picture of him digging four graves. In and advance. One, one is filled with Corey. He's, like, filling up the grave with Corey. That's when you hand in your two weeks. Right. <laughs> like, no. Nah. And and maybe go to some kind of authority yeah. so you're not, like, implicated as, like, like, an accessory. I get it. It's hard to find a job. Maybe especially if you're an ex-con. So maybe this guy's an ex-con. Yeah, but not, also, Not no. in the 60s. Yeah. I don't think it was that hard in the 60s. And I feel like it was probably easier than ever to, like, just get up and move and just be like, oh, yeah, my name used to be. This. And now it's this. Yeah. Because there's no internet. There's no checking up on that. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck they did to get such loyal servants, but they do not deserve them because I would just be like, so, hey, cops, I just buried a toddler looking thing, even though he's like eight, but he looks malnourished. Don't know what he died, but he smells a lot like bitter almond. And uh, they're keeping like three more kids in the attic. So I'm not... (laughs) <laughs> just i'm gonna leave that with you uh-huh. and uh, i'm gonna move on I'll, I'll i'll draw a picture of their graves i can show you where they are because it was silly this <laughs> is a podcast about smut though and so next time for petals in the wind part two we are reading part two of hey. petals in the wind hopefully your copy splits it up like our copies did because uh-huh. it just is a part one part two part three and i i would like to think 
that that's something that stays consistent yeah throughout different editions of the book i would hope i guess we'll see well we never know so until next time hey marie hey sasha get the fuck out of my house buy me dinner first is it okay if ben just makes it yes okay okay bye, bye.